the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And we are back. Welcome, Lifeline, Andy Froyland, and my guest joining us tonight, Syed Awad from Echo of Christ Ministries. Now, we've had him on in the past on several occasions, one of those missions and ministries that I'm passionate about, and I love to get in front of you as our audience and our listeners to let you know of what's going on, simply because of its uniqueness and uh, the passion that Syed has for the ministry going on over there. I, it, uh, it blows me away what Echo of Christ does and, and who Syed Awad is. And with that, uh, welcome to the program, brother. Thanks for joining us again. Well, thank, thank you for having me, uh, brother. And um, I'm uh, always happy to be with you on the show. For those new to Echo of Christ, for those who are just tuning in and they, they've never heard you and I yak before, give us a <laughs> thumbnail sketch of, of you and Echo of Christ Ministries. Well, I am a Palestinian, a Christian Palestinian who uh, grew up in Palestine in the late uh, teens, and then I came to America, and I spent most of my life here. And uh, in my uh, mid-20s, I became a uh, committed Christian, a born-again Christian. And then with that... Um, the Lord start working on my heart to bring reconciliation and bring the true freedom back to the people in the Middle East, uh, to the Jewish people and to the Palestinian people. And they're both fighting each other for something that uh, God has already won 2,000 years ago. <laughs> right. So, I, yeah, so that is the main mission of the ministry. And we, of course, with that, I mean, uh, there's a relief work with that. There's community development with that. There's a, we meet the need in order for the gospel to be heard by those uh, who are um, in distress. Now, in recent years, your uh, your ministry has somewhat expanded beyond the reconciliation efforts that go on uh, between Palestine and uh, the Palestinians and the Jews, right? Yes. Uh, well, what happened uh, when the uh, Arab Spring started, uh, I knew this uh, something that we need to do. Uh, the war started, ISIS uh, just came to the picture, and, uh, and the persecution of the Christian in the Middle East, uh, this war in Syria and war in Iraq. And, you know, uh, being in Middle Eastern, um, I have a lot of contacts in Syria and in Iraq and Lebanon and Egypt and Palestine and in Jordan. And with all the uh, human resources I have, uh, I can't just sit uh, idle without doing anything about the um, problems that we're, the world was facing, still facing, uh, with the refugees. And then I start working, uh, you know, developing, uh, strengthening the relationship with the local people, local churches in Jordan, in Iraq, and in Lebanon in Egypt and in Jordan, uh, I'd say Jordan, I guess, uh, to um, help them 
work with refugees and what can we do to come alongside the local church vision and reaching out to the refugees that flooded their churches and their neighborhoods. So uh, Echo of Christ stepped in to work with that. And of course, you know, being in the U.S., we have a lot of resources uh, working on uh, how to develop uh, the people, not just uh, give them a handout. How can we retrain them? How can we help them uh, cope with the loss that they have? A lot of things that, you know, people lost generations um, of memories. So right. that, that, that's it. you know, that causes a lot of depression, a lot of problems. So we tried to bring this to, as a holistic uh, healing to uh, the people plus and the church and the volunteers in the church to protect themselves, uh, not to be affected of the things that they see, um, and to make decisions based on needs because the needs are great. Um, you know, you have to choose, you have to make a decision who gets the medicine, who doesn't, who, who eats this night and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you have, consciously, you have to prepare yourself to, to make that decision w- while, you know, being able to sleep at night, which is difficult. It's not that easy, but that's the kind of things that, you know, we do. Um, okay. um, well, you know, there's several several projects. Uh, I don't know uh, what, where you want to go with that. Well, we're, we're, that to ask your questions. <laughs> to to quote Prince's Bride, they ranged all over. <laughs> they were both masters. Who won? How did it end? What I want to do? I, <laughs> to to uh, oh, the warped ideas that we Christians have. To um, well, let me just back up again for listeners who may be new to Echo of Christ Ministries. They've never heard us converse before. Uh, when mm-hmm. when Echo of Christ really first started out, the emphasis was uh, working predominantly with children, both Palestinian children and Jewish children, with summer camps, combining the two because you guys knew uh, you and Echo of Christ, your uh, the the guys who work with you, you guys knew that. Uh, that this was if 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 the if the normative was to be broken and new norms to be set it had to be done with an up and coming generation because the older generation is just too fixed in their ways and so that's where you guys originally started correct me if i'm wrong but that's that that's what uh, yeah. echo of christ was about right yes that is correct right um, the, and, you know it's my my wife's favorite uh, quote it's uh, by a German philosopher, his name is Frederick, he said, it is easier to build a child than to repair a broken man. And and this is exactly what we uh, were still doing. And, uh, still doing. In Israel, yes, in Israel and Palestine, with a lot of challenges. Um, you know, the, the issue in Israel and Palestine is just to open the channel of communication between two people. Uh, the Palestinians and the Israelis don't have a communications on uh, regular levels. We're talking about children. Uh, they, can, they won't share playground to play with together. They, they, they don't have that in the West Bank area between the settlers and, and the Palestinians. And even some uh, uh, towns in, uh, in Israel, among the Arab communities, uh, they do not associate with Jewish uh, kids. And some of uh, people that I know, they don't send their kids. They don't want to live in an, in, uh, an Israeli city. Uh, dominantly by Jewish people because they don't want to send their kids to a Jewish school to associate with Jewish kids. Right. And and, and it's vice versa. So they have people who are already uh, being brainwashed by the media and by government issues. I mean, this is something that it's it's really sickening 
to go through an experience. So what we're trying to do is people who are willing to open a communication channel, because if you just open just people to talk to each other, children to play, to have a common ground, to play with to get to each other, to play soccer, to play uh, in the playground, they will build something called friendship. They yes. will build something to know that this person is a human being and is deserved to live. And then those people will be able to live. When they grow up, they'll be able to make a sound decision. But the more we isolate the pea children and the more we feed them hate toward the other side, we don't. We can't expect them to love their neighbor right. while while being fed hate and bitterness. Yeah. And what they watch on the news on each side. You go to the Palestinian side, you see the news on showing the Jewish people are the most evil entity on in, on earth. And you go into Israel and you see watch the news in Israel uh, and how they broadcast the Palestinians being the most evil entity of human being on, on earth. So. People are afraid to do that. You know, I want to share a quick story with you. Well, um, I, 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 tell you, I, should... I, I tell you what, hold the story because we're going to have to take a break here in about uh, okay. 30 seconds or so. So uh, file that story. We'll pick it up on the other side of the break. One other note for our listeners who may be new to Echo of Christ Ministries, something you told me years ago that I think began knitting our hearts together because, uh, oh, man, the Lord has, has put you and I together in amazing ways ways. Uh, something you said years ago that is the foundation, I believe, for all of this. You know, people sitting here listening to you talk about getting Palestinians and Jewish kids together, and well, how do you do that? It's building on a mindset and a foundation that understands and knows unequivocally, and without a shadow of a doubt, this is about souls, not soil. If you Correct. get past that, now you can start working, as uh, Syed Awad has. And he is our guest tonight here on Lifeline. We're talking about the ministry of Echo of Christ in the Middle East and all that it does and is, uh, and we're looking forward to in the year 2018. We do have to take a quick time out. When we come back, the story Syed Awad was just ready to share with us and more as Lifeline continues. Off to the KFAX Traffic Center with a look at your commute. And now back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And we're back. It's Lifeline Andy Froyland with Syed Awad, my guest tonight, a dear friend of mine and the founder and the guy, the face behind Echo of Christ Ministries. And uh, just before the break, Syed, you were, you were about to share a story with us as it relates to uh, the, the ministry of Echo of Christ and the foundation as it works with children and, and all of that. What was that story you had in mind? Yes. Um, about four years ago, uh, my family and I, we decided to go on and live in uh, in the West Bank, in Jerusalem area. Uh, so we relocated, and my teacher was, my, my, my wife was teaching English at American school in Jerusalem. Um, so every once in a while, they asked me to come and give lectures to the high schools about reconciliation, because the, the, the school is about reconciliation as well. Um, so one day I went to a the high schoolers and um, and I asked about the question to uh, the students and I said, okay, well, if you are traveling on this road and that road, I named the road and the road is dominantly ninety uh, percent of the time used by Jewish people. Mm -hmm. um, so I asked the, the Arab students and I said, if um, if you saw a uh, saw a car uh, and somebody was beating and 
got an accident and someone's bleeding, would you stop and help? And the question came back to me was, was he an Arab or was he a Jewish? And the second question was, was she a male or a female? And my question was, again, does it matter? And of course, most of the students uh, shouted back, and again, of course, if Jewish person, let them bleed and die. Hmm. If an Arab person, yes, I'll stop and help. But if it's a female, it doesn't matter, we'll stop and help because she's a female. It doesn't matter if she's Jewish or she's a, an Arab. Now, with that note, of course, we have a conversation and left it at that. Now, two weeks later, I was driving from Ramallah going to the town where I'm from, where we're staying, called Taibe. And I took the road, uh, the route of the Jewish uh, uh, road, because there's over there, it's segregated. Some mm -hmm. roads are for Jewish people, some roads. It's for the Palestinians. So, so being an American, I can use that road for the Jewish people. So as I was driving there, it was cold. Uh, it was a winter. And I saw about uh, six to seven kids. Some of them were my kids' age, and the oldest was about 16 to 17. So they were flagging me. to They wanted to get to their settlement. So I stopped um, and picked them up. And not knowing that I'm an Arab, so uh, of course I had my conversation with them it was in English. They spoke broken English. I speak broken Hebrew, <laughs> and we have a little bit of conversation on the way. About we have ten to fifteen minutes uh, uh, road trip, and then um, they asked me where you're from. I told them where I'm from and where I was living, and uh, then I asked them. I uh, said, "Do you guys?" Oh, they asked me. Says, "Why do you live there?" Um, those people doesn't deserve to uh, have um, peace and, and to help them. Why are you helping them? And I said, don't you think that they deserve to learn and, to, and they're human beings? They say, kill them all. They don't deserve to live. And those are kids, Jewish kids. Mm -hmm. And just before, and I asked him, is Christian or Muslims you mean? I mean, what do you mean by that? And he said, they're all Arab. It doesn't matter. So anyway, we got to the to their destination, and as they were going out, I spoke a few words to them in Hebrew that Jesus Christ is uh, the answer for the anger, and uh, if you ask him, uh, he will reveal to you the truth, and we departed. Now, these stories, two weeks between the Arab students, uh, who are almost the same age, mm -hmm. and the Jewish, uh, who I dropped off, they both have the same mentality. So I went home. Um, in the morning, and I put some food. We have dogs. I put some food for the dogs. And as I'm having sipping on coffee, and I'm contemplating about what happened to to that story. How do I how do I break that cycle? And then the cats. We have cats. So cats and dogs came together and start eating from the same plate. And those their inst instincts to fight each other, not to accept each other. But because they live in one common ground, common place, they share food, they share place, they learn how to live to each other and accept each other and play with each other. And even I had a video. And then it hit me. And then I wrote uh, uh, basically a, uh, a newsletter about, you know, um, about this aspect. I mean, and they said, what we have to do, just bring people together and then just let them play. They will find a way to stay connected, and this is what we need.
Now, if we leave it up to the government, this is, of course, money comes in from war. No war, no money. And unfortunately, wherever you go, there's corruption. Mm -hmm. And those people who are driving um, this because of their own greedy, uh, they're playing with people's lives because of their greed. And, and this is the challenge we're facing uh, to bring the children together. Hmm. If we do that, then be without even talking about peace, without even trying to do anything, just give them a soccer ball and or a basketball, just tell them play. Kids, just give them playground. They will learn to play and love each other and build a friendship together. Just like everywhere we have in America, we have Indian, we have Chinese, we have Japanese, we have Arab, we have all kind of people playing in the same playground and they develop a relationship, friendly relationship. We can do the same thing over there. And this is what, what I need the Christian to know. Please, if you wanted to pray and support, support projects like that. Don't support just only Jewish project, projects or Palestinians against Jews. Because we, we're not helping. Mm -mm. All we need to do, we need to bring people together mm -hmm. and have them just uh, have a, a dialogue. And it's the, love each other. the oasis mentality, isn't it? It's, uh, you yes. know, all, all, all animals, uh, you know, the hunted and the hunter will come together and, and stand down for an oasis and a drink of water. Yes. Well, yes, because they're thirsty. You know what? They are thirsty people. They want peace, man. Who? Yeah. Because they're children. I mean, you have a kid, you have grandkids, I have kids. I mean, who wants their kids to be harmed? Man? No one. Right. They want to be... Uh, live at peace, they want to have a successful school, they want them to have a good future, they want to have a good education, a good economy. People are tired of war. Right. We've seen what war does to people. Well, and you know, for anyone listening to that story you just shared with us, I, I, you know, you've got to have a completely seared conscience to walk away from that story without any kind of heart-rending going, oh man, the the sorrow that that story brings out. You've got two sides that hate each other, and they really don't even know why. It's just been inbred, and, 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 and that's the way they've been raised. And this is what Echo of Christ does, folks. This is, uh, this is what it's all about. But this isn't only what it's all about, because this past year, you've gone from just kids to, man, you, got, you, you hosted a pastor's conference in Egypt this past year, didn't you? Oh yeah, man. I mean, I was. <laughs> it was. I was on. Actually, last year, last two years, I was in the, in the air mostly, most and being in the ground, uh, right. traveling um, from uh, North Africa to uh, the Middle East, all over from Syria, Lebanon, Egypt, uh, Morocco to uh, uh, Lebanon. Uh, of course, Palestine and Israel, Jordan, right. Iraq, all over. You know, the, the refugees, the refugee crisis created a huge uh, problem, especially to the churches in, um, in the Middle East. Right. So we, you know, uh, like I said before, we can't because, you know, being in the Middle East, you speak the language, um, you, you cannot just ignore the fact that people there and they need help. And like I said, I speak the language. It makes it much easier for me right. just to fly up there and uh, to communicate with people. Um, 
And in the Middle East over there, it's a, it's a who you know. Uh, it's, that's how you connect you know, with people. Uh, right. It's a, you know, I said, hey, I know Andy Froyland. Um They said, oh, okay, welcome, come. And, and then that's <laughs> it. We, we're, we're home. Yes, <laughs> so exactly. That's how it is over there. Uh, so I built that relationship and the trust with the church leaders in Iraq and in Jordan and in Lebanon, um, in Egypt, um, and start working with them to reach out to the refugees. So we provide um, a lot of so blankets. We provide blankets for um, the refugees, uh, boxes of food um, for also the refugees, and clinic medicine. Um, we have a system uh, to reach out to a uh, free clinic for the people. We can't reach to the millions. This is so. So here's the thing. Here's the problem we have here in Jordan, for example. Some of the refugees um, came in and they they got some money and they thought this is going to be temporarily and they lived among people in the city, and then they ran out of money. They thought this is going to be like a six months thing and they're going to go back to their own homes, and. They ran out of money, they became refugees, they can't do anything, and then there are their camps, which is the United Nations set up a camp uh, in in Jordan. Uh, now, this camp is being taken care of by uh, the uh, United Nations right. and other, like Red Cross organizations. But the people who are out of the camp, which is we have about thirty to 40,000 people who are um, out of the camp, who are taken care of by one church. So imagine that, just one church taking care of those people. So, yes, so we came along this church, and we are supporting them uh, to reach them, reach out to them. And there's, of course, a lot of resources, not just my our ministry, but there's a lot of other ministries that they are right. reaching out in different in different way, in different aspect. Same thing we do in Iraq. Now, in Iraq, uh, well, I, we visit. I, hold, hold on, hold that thought here. We have we got to take another time out. The, the traffic guy okay. is standing there, you know, twiddling his thumbs. So, Syed uh, Awad uh, uh, is our guest. Echo of Christ Ministries, from reconciliation efforts to, as you're just now hearing, relief efforts, community development. Uh, when we come back, we'll we'll pick up where we left off, and then also take a look at public awareness, which is why Syed Awad is back here in the states. The necessary element of this ministry that involves you, all right? Let's take a quick time out. We're off to the KFAX Traffic Center for another look at your commute. And now back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And we are back. It's Lifeline, Andy Froyland, and my guest, Syed Awad, uh, founder and uh, chief cook and bottle washer for um, Echo of Christ Ministries, <laughs> which, by the way, you can find on the web at echoofchrist.org. And uh, we're going to ask you to dig into your pockets. As we come to the end of a year, it's a chance for you <laughs> with that final year-end gift, uh, which is totally uh, tax-deductible. Uh, but, I, it, man, if, if our conversation tonight has spurred you on, even in the slightest, about the middle East and a ministry that is doing something that is radically unique, different, biblical, and to the glory of God, man, I, I can't encourage you enough. Simply visit echoofchristministry.org. 
and uh, drop a drop a twenty dollar bill. No gift is too large. No gift is too small. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. All right. And to help you understand what Echo of Christ is doing, you know, we've had Syed joining us here, talking about the relief efforts uh, throughout the Middle East because of the refugee problem, reconciliation ef- uh, efforts between Jewish and Palestinian kids, uh, community development there in Taipei. And uh, the public awareness element of the ministry, which is uh, which has you back in the states here for uh, at least a couple of three months, right, Syed? Yes. What are some of these public awareness programs that you guys do, and how can we help besides a, a quick check and, and a twenty dollar bill or a hundred dollar bill? You know, the best thing is to uh, we find that the best way of doing this is just to. Um, people, people to people. Uh, talk to your pastor, talk to your group leader, ask them to invite one of uh, Echo Christ Ministries representative to come in and speak to you and educate you about what is going on in the Middle East and what God is really doing uh, in the Middle East. And we, well, listen, we have more Christian in the Middle East today than what we have in the last 1500 years. Uh, massive Christian coming to Christ because of the crisis that, uh, that is going on right now so it's not what we see necessarily it's a bad thing yet yeah, it's a bad thing because people are losing their life but in the same time all things works for good god changes and changes the bad into good god always have way to come on the top of it always right. he's the winner so he always find a way to bring glory to his name through uh, the crisis and remember and uh, the, the the beginning of the whole creation. And the Bible says there was void. There was nothing. There was a chaos. And look at God, what God made through that chaos. So the same thing in the Middle East. There's a chaos, but the Spirit of God is hovering over there. And through dreams and visions and people responding, and I'm telling you, we're shorthanded. Believe me, there's so much need in there for people to be discipled. Actually, there was the first college, Bible college in Iraq just recently, um, we we were supporting um, to finish to finish it up, and and they are they just graduated the first uh, group of people uh, to help educate and help to disciple the newcomers uh, to faith. It is amazing. Uh, it... Background: This is the first college in Iraq in the history. So th- this is amazing. Uh, the, 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 we are in the middle of this, and we're hearing in news like hey, there's a Bible college going on in the middle of this war. Um, but like again, God is doing amazing work. It is amazing to consider how God and and for those of us who are Christian, Syed, we know that usually it is in the midst of persecution, struggles, and trials that God uh, tends to work His grace all the more. And it's it's with that kind of knowledge, understanding of uh, Scripture and background that we can look at the Middle East and go, man. Talk about amazing opportunities. Uh, it's just incredible. You, you can't have this kind of struggle with a, any people group because God is no respecter of persons and, and not see God at work. And I can only imagine uh, the, the, the things that you get to experience and see firsthand as the Lord operates in the Middle East right now. Well, yes, it, it's like a double-edged sword. You know, uh, when you see things that uh, uh, children uh, being um, 
you know, in a, in a body bag, you know, is leaving the camps. Those are kind of things that it, it just kind of rips your heart. It um, does. But, yes, because, again, but in the middle of that, you know, you have to see things from God's perspective. Because you just cannot look at it from our worldly view. Otherwise, because it, it, you will be devastated. Because it is, it is devastation uh, it, scenario, uh, the things that it's happening over there. But again, and we we uh, depend totally uh, on the Holy Spirit to guide us as we walk through. Uh, I call that a mindland, uh, because it really can dis- you know destroy your life as you work with people. But God helps us to keep our faith, keep our hopes, and keep our eyes on Him. And as we walk uh, through the camps to help people, uh, just last December. Um, like this time, I was in Morocco, um, and I was interviewing a pastor of 24,000 Muslim convert. Wow. Now, yes, you don't hear that on CNN. You no, don't hear you that don't. You do not, because that doesn't make the money. Uh, uh, so this is, the, this is the things that we were talking about. You know, I'm going to send, after we finish this conversation, I'm going to send you a clip of this uh, uh, interview I have with him. Um, it, it is amazing to witness and to just to be a part of this great movement of God in the Middle East at this age, in this time. Now, from there, I went to Iraq, and with me was a, a puppet, very famous uh, puppet. Uh, it's on TV, in Christian TV in the Middle East. And also with me was a uh, songwriter and a worship artist. As we go into do a, you know, we did a huge uh, outreach to people in the refugee camps. And as we were walking through, I saw this uh, uh, artist, worship artist. She was walking out and tears flooding through her eyes. And I came alongside and I said, now this is the time when you are uh, going through this hard time, when your heart is being uh, widening. Is is what something good is going to come out? Yes. What do you, what what is God is birthing through you right now? And she looked at me and she said, "I would, I, sh- I just want to do something for these kids." I said, "Okay, what do you want to do?" And she said, um, I-, "I like to write stories uh, for these kids and stories about how to deal." with their emotions. I said, done. You know, I, I am doing my PhDs in psychology, and I have masters in counseling. And uh, I said, okay, let's just uh, sit together. And uh, I, I have a friend who is a cartoonist. He, he draw cartoons. So I flew into Egypt, and I met with the people. We met together, and I said, okay, this is what we need to do. What can we do? I said, okay, 10 stories, and each story will deal with issue like fear, anger, uh, all these issues that uh, unforgiveness, uh, things like that, wow. small children's stories. And I'm telling you, man, just in one year, we have five stories already being printed and has been distributed right now. I mean, just to, just because to, I don't want to go through the detail of this, but to tell you how faithful God is, within a short time, those stories, those books are given to people for free, of course, but those, it's not being printed for free. It costs us a lot of money. And this is what people, our listener, come and uh, uh, come to help us at our age. Because the more books we put on these children's hands, the more those kids will have a tool 
to deal with the issues that they're facing. Wow. So we are working on the next five stories right now, and we are going this year, 2018, to distribute wow. um, those 10 books. And it's in, in, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I can when imagine. It comes to I, God's faithful, faithfulness. I can. I can only imagine. Syed Awad, our guest tonight here on Lifeline. Brother, do you have eight more minutes, or do, do you want yes. me to wrap? You, if you've got eight more minutes, then we'll do it yes. real quick. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me wrap this up. Syed Awad, our guest tonight here on Lifeline. We're going to take a quick time out and continue the conversation about Echo of Christ Ministries and opportunities in the Middle East that you can be a part of. It, that's right on the backside of this time out. Off to the KFAX Traffic Center for a look at your commute. And now back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And we're back. It's Lifeline, Andy Froyland, Syed Awad, my guest tonight. We're talking about opportunities in the Middle East. And uh, the gospel is just, man, like the wildfires of Southern California, the gospel is just shredding the Middle East at this point in time. And it's a chance for you to get involved as well, whether it's uh, a check, a one-time check, a monthly check, and 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 you know even hands-on. If you want to, if you want to just volunteer your time, that's invaluable to us. One other aspect, and Syed's going to deal with this in just a moment. I mean, you just heard about books that are going to be distributed to children. Uh, we've got another thing that he wants to do, but I, I don't want to go any further, Syed, until we get uh, this crucial element. Uh, whether you, if you don't give, if you don't put your hands on, if you don't do anything else, the one thing I know of Syed Awad and the one thing I know of Echo of Christ Ministries is this ministry is bathed in prayer. And if Amen. you can do nothing else, would you please, please, please pray, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the, I mean, this is the uh, fuel for our ministries. This is the backbone of our ministries, the prayer of people. I mean, this is the main thing, because all the resources, I mean, God can can make us fish in the Dead Sea, man. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. There's nothing impossible with God right. uh, to bring the resources. We need the prayer warriors to cover, to keep covering us in prayers to uh, and, the, and the volunteers that are working with us in the Middle East. Now, and, and just, to, just to emphasize the essential need of prayer, the fact that this ministry is bathed in prayer is the reason you can hear Syed give you stories of that book coming together the way it did for those children and uh, the pastor's uh, conference that was done in Egypt not so long ago, along with all of the other things that Echo of Christ has been doing. They do it because it's been bathed in prayer. They've gone before God first and said, we want to do this. Would you give us the ability? And, of course, God is like, oh, by all means, yes, I'd love to. Amen. And and that is what's happening. You know, the the quick stories before. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say, uh, uh, now you've got wheelchairs in the mix, too, right? Absolutely, man. I mean, this is something just... uh, Okay, well, we're doing all these things we're doing right now, and we just have to keep maintaining it. And I was speaking to God and said, Lord, what is the next uh, one for us in the the next chapter here? I wanted to go to Syria now as the war is kind of dying down and uh, things are coming. You know, people are start going back to their homes, but the people who were there and, and they lost limbs, what can we do to help the people there? And the Lord just uh, brought this man 
called me out of the bloom and he said, hey, uh, would you be interested to partner with the ministry that provides customized wheelchair? And I said, oh, my God, this is God. This is God. <laughs> I said, would I? <laughs> would I? Just bring him, man. Let's meet. So anyway, we uh, got connected with this gentleman, uh, and he had a great ministry. And he said, I wanted to be in Syria and the Middle East. Uh, what, they do is that, what they do is they customize wheelchair based on the need of the person. And it's a great ministry. So uh, right now we are in a preliminary uh, stage of uh, providing, basically, they just kind of get things together, again, the, the, the people, how many we need, and, and assess uh, the needs of the people. Um, and that's why I'm mostly I'm here now, just to kind of, because this is kind of expensive project, but this is needed, much right. needed. Right. And then uh, we are going to uh, ship these containers to Syria and to provide those wheelchairs to those people who are affected by this war. And many, 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 many people, or children, women, uh, men, all kind of people, are affected, lost a leg, lost a, I mean, can't walk, paralyzed, I mean, all kind of people who are affected. And of course, don't forget the, the emotional scars that, um, yeah. that people are uh, experiencing today you know about god's faithfulness um this is a story i'll never forget this story so three years ago in january three years this january will be three years ago that uh when would one day we woke up and we saw about 21 men wearing orange at the mediterranean sea in libya and behind them were masked men from isis and they just you know slit their throats, uh, those 21 men. And they were the Egyptian Coptics. They were 20 Egyptian Coptics right. and one from uh, Africa. And then when I saw that, my heart was just ripped. And, you know, uh, praying, and then all of a sudden, next day, a friend of mine sent me a video of a daughter of one of the men who was, um, who was uh, beheaded. And she was talking about her dad, and all of a sudden, she just broke down in tears. And as she broke down, man, I just lost it. I was a wreck. And then I got into my truck and I went into the mountains to pray. And I spent some time in prayer because God, I said, I want to go and I just want to hug this child. I just want to do anything. I just want to hug this child. Right. So I shared the story with just a few friends. And those little few friends says, you know, you're not going to go empty handed. So they give me some money uh, to for those people. So I flew there. I called a friend of mine in Egypt and I said, do you know anybody in to go into these villages? And it's very, very isolated, excluded villages. And he said, you know what? I don't know anyone, but let's just come over and we'll drive there. So I like your faith. So I flew in there <laughs> and just got into his car and we drove for about six hours. We got there and as we got into the city, uh, we just stopped a taxi and we asked him, we said, do you know um, anyone in those villages that uh, lost uh, men, you know, the, the, the martyrs in Libya. And he looked at us and he said, who are you? And I told him, I'm a pastor and I'm just here to help and pray. And he looked at me and he said, I know, I know exactly who they are. And that person ended up to be a Christian. And wow. what's the irony? I mean, in, listen, man, 90, 100 million people in Egypt, okay, the Muslims, mm -hmm. and there's only 10% Christian. So this man in this huge city, in this taxi driver, to be a Christian, and they know exactly who they are. So this is only God that lead us. We, I went without any planning, without any map, without any agenda, 
and just God met us there. Wow. This is this is the word for people who are listening to us. If you are waiting for something to happen, my friend, rapture will come while you're waiting, <laughs> unless you start moving, because God will never steer park car. You need to start moving for God to steer you. Walk, just keep walking, and God will lead you into exactly the right people, and stop focusing on yourself, because it's all about the people that you look at. And that's why you have eyes in the front, because it's about the people you look at. It's not about you. It's about God loving people through you. Let God just to love people through you, reach out to people through you, and to see people through you. And, and, and as a friend of mine once put it, if God's commanded you, he hasn't got to convict you. Don't wait for a conviction if he's, been command, if he's commanded you from Scripture clearly to like feed that. the poor, take care of the homeless. That's our command. That, it's not a choice. It's not a, well, if you want to, this is a command. And again, if God's commanded you, he hasn't got to convict you. You just have to obey. Amen. Oh, man. Brother, we are out of time, and uh, I want to get your uh, echoofchrist.org. Folks can go there. They can learn more about the ministry. They can donate there. Uh, man, I my prayer is that God will bless you tenfold in 2018 from what you've experienced in 2017, and, and I firmly believe he will. I, I can only imagine when we do this again at the end of 2018, you're going to have stories that are even far more amazing than what we've talked about here tonight on Lifeline, man. Well, Andy, thank you so much. You've always been a great supporter for us, and you've been a great voice for Echo of Christ Ministries. We appreciate you. We love you. And uh, I pray that God will uh, uh, meet all your needs and what you're doing in your own ministry, in your own home. It's amazing. And, uh, man, I can imagine uh, the, the crown that God has for you, for what you're pouring on these children. So God bless you, brother, and I thank you so much. And thank you, KFAX, for having me today. Syed Awad, our guest tonight, the uh, founder of uh, Echo of Christ Ministries. Again, echoofchrist.org. And with that, we put a capper on another edition of Lifeline. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I pray that we've been a blessing to you in more ways than one. And I also pray that uh, God has stirred up your heart, especially as it relates to the Middle East and what is going on over there at this current time and how you can be a part of it through Echo of Christ Ministries. Uh, let's see, who do we have? Wanda Sanchez, my producer, without whom this show would be just a a, a, a babble of gaggle. And uh, Jarrell Martin over there on the other side of the glass. Thank you, brother. Yeah, he's the one with the thumbs in his ears waving at you, uh, our engineer. And then, of course, your ears round out the trifecta. As always, a delight and a pleasure spending time with you. Until we do it again next time, God bless. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Media Group. All rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.